0: An marking pass upfield. Lady fears gathers it in on the dead run and
1: races all the way to score for Los Angeles. A 72-yard touchdown play. And first down inside his own five
2: from his own end
0: zone. Sacked and a safety on Rudolph. Aaron Donald and Clay Matthews got to him.
2: Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage grand defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. a whole burst to it, 20. Next up to tackle runs left, 25 still his feet. 46-yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a
0: high school quarterback, is gonna throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart.
1: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partners in crime, former Los Angeles Rams offensive back Michael Stewart and Tommy Avance, Gentlemen, it's been a hot minute. We've been off the air a little bit, taking care of a little bit of life stuff. And now we're back. In the midst of craziness in the Rams free agent market, which has become the norm. I'll start with you, Tommy, how you doing?
3: I'm good, man. Just watching uh watching the NFL do its thing in the off season like always this is one of the for me personally I love this part of the of the off season. You can only study so much football over the years and have to Move some knowledge into the front office side of it, the draft scouting financials, all that stuff so it's a uh, it's been fun so far. I'll tell you that
1: you starting to get your board together
3: a little bit it's It's not going to be as extensive as last year last year. I had a lot of free time this year, not so much so We'll see, but it's easier to get your board together when you you don't pick until the third round, <laughs> which is the usual. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're getting used to this. F those picks, I, I, hey. I <laughs> There's
3: Mike. gems, gems in three through seven. By
1: there are a lot. Mike, how you doing, man?
2: Hey, man, I'm doing good, man. Good to be back chatting it up with you fellas, and uh, yeah, we got a few things to talk about. I think
1: today, but man, everything's good out here in Cali. A few things to talk about, you know what I mean, like all the craziness, Bobby Trees, gone. Von Miller, gone. Darius Williams, gone. Alan Robinson, here. I mean, all that stuff? All that? All of that. I had no idea any of that was going on, judging from Ram's Twitter and Ram's social media at all. Nothing. I didn't see anybody whining, complaining, wishing death upon people and all kinds of jazz. I and mean, then I didn't see anything of that. You know, p- calling McVeigh idiot, calling Lesney idiot, as if, you know, they've never built a Super Bowl winner before. Can you sense my sarcasm? What?
2: I can sense that. I can sense that. And, yeah, it's going to be, you know, and, you know, Tommy hit on it. It's just a good time of year to just kind of see all the movement, what teams are doing, not just the Rams, but across the league. And, you know, I mean, Deshaun Watson, I don't know how a guy gets a guaranteed money. But, hey, man, if you can get it,
1: get it. Uh, that's that thing. That's one topic we want. We definitely want to cover in this show, even though it's not Rams related. It's NFL related. Um, but first things first. want to ask him for Apple Music, we could really use it and we love actually to see a five star review from you if you like the job that our guys do, including over at Budding Heads. We really appreciate that five star reviews. Write something really nice, especially about Tommy, because Tommy could use a social, you know, a, a little bit of a self esteem builder. You know, you could use a little bit of love, right, Tommy? <laughs> oh my goodness!
3: Somebody can borrow some of my self-esteem if you guys want. You know, <laughs> that's why
1: I threw that. I, that's why I threw that your way, man. <laughs> that's why I threw oh, it your way,
3: man. God, so I love
1: it. that, don't forget us on social media as well. And we are always, always happy here for you. Email us at Ramstop 1945 at gmail.com We would appreciate your feedback, good or bad. And usually, I mean, oftentimes, I believe I address it one way or there Don't, don't, they tell
0: me I pretty much always do, don't I? Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: First things first here, when this thing all kicked off, it started off really with some of the smaller pieces leaving. So, Austin Corbett, he's gone, he leaves. Meanwhile, the Rams re signed Joe Nopoom to a rather nice extension. The same for everybody's favorite center. I know you just, you just love Brian Allen, don't you, there, Mike and Tommy? Your favorite guy? Oh, yeah. Hey, if you really
3: look at the details, it's a one year, $1.8 million deal. I'm not tripping.
1: Yep. And Joe Nopoom isn't really kicking too much this year either, so. No, those deals were very, very
3: team-friendly, and rightfully so, because those guys do not have enough tape in the NFL to warrant any huge contracts.
1: What I do like about those deals, they are proven deals. If they actually earn it, they're going to go on and make some nice money. Absolutely, and they're so. going to
3: have to earn it. Brian, Brian Allen had a 50-50 year. I'll give him that. There was moments where he was phenomenal. That game um, in SoFi against the Bucks, he was pancaking dudes, man. And then, you know, throughout the season, he showed, you know, who he is against defensive. It was weird, too, because the Bucks have a really, really big, strong defensive line. And he played well against the, the interior guys. But games like Tennessee, man, he was just getting worked, you know. So uh, the deal that he got was definitely a proven deal. And I'm glad that it is what it is because I wanted him gone. Um, there's plenty <laughs> of centers that you can draft. Donovan West is my guy in the third round if he's still there. I, I say we still grab him from Arizona State and uh, let Brian go after this year.
1: I mean, it worst comes to worst if Brian stays, you know, they move someone to guard or yeah. needs someone to guard as well. Uh, other moves here that, well, before we get to the big ones, we'll knock the small ones out. Uh, Johnny Hecker released. I am not surprised to see this one. Mike, you surprised at all to see Johnny Hecker gone?
2: Uh, You know, it's yes and no. I'm not based on the year he had, uh, but you, you would think that, you know, unless you can get a serious upgrade. And again, I haven't did a whole lot of detail on, on what's in the draft, but uh, so I'm kind of 50-50, a little surprised, but not really. How about, about you?
3: Well, I'm not surprised because I had him. Moving on as well and us taking the punter from San Diego State, Matariza. I've been mocking him since before Johnny was gone, so I wasn't surprised. It's this isn't a performance thing. He's been on our team for a decade. He's you know you try not to pay kickers and punters a lot of money. He's made a lot of money in his career for a punter. Good for him. And he's already landed another gig. Again, good for him. We'll miss him. Um his personality a great teammate, great locker room guy, and great community guy. So good luck to you there, Mr. Hecker.
1: Well, my feeling on Johnny is this. They probably should have come last year. And they, they traded the guy I thought should have won the job over to Green Bay. And now he's been now he's back on the market, So you never know with that one. Uh, I just felt like he lost the job last year. And the Rams still kept him because it's Johnny Hecker and they want to get one last run in with him. And that's what they did. He was at times old Johnny Hector this season and there were times this year where he just didn't look good numerous times actually and so I kept thinking you know the time's probably coming they're paying him too much for a punter to not do everything you need him to do especially since he set the standard Johnny Hector set the standard overall for years over what it really means to be a coffin kicker He man that guy could nail it inside the five every freaking time when he needed to and yet uh, the last couple of years, he hasn't not been himself. Maybe he'll fix it wherever you know in Carolina. Maybe he won't, but maybe he's just getting older. I don't know, but he's just not the same guy. So, didn't shock me, didn't surprise me. They'll bring in somebody who will cost less and hopefully has a little younger leg to him. But other than that, you know. That looking over at other things here, Matt Stafford gets extension, which really is a, a restructure, and he'll make f- over the course of the the full deal is f- four years. $160 million uh, they, they were able to tinker the salary cap I'm sure you're happy about that I'm sure you're happy about that Tommy yeah
3: I mean we have our franchise quarterback locked in and that new contract immediately knocked 10 million off of this year's cap he went from 23 to 13 the rest of it converted into bonuses and whatnot so yeah it's brilliant money moving in my opinion Mike
2: yeah I mean you know again, these are just certain moves are going to have to be made uh I love how you always say you're gonna eventually take your your medicine, and so these are just part of it uh you know, the growing pains, if you will, of off season free agency, and it's gonna happen every year. I mean, every team ends up with a guy that may have been a fan favorite or what have you and no longer there or injury or all the different things that could happen and the reason why you stay or go, maybe you don't want to restructure and, you know, maybe you're just looking for a, net, uh, a new senior, a new place to be, some new scenery and all those things. So uh, overall, uh, still early, somewhat uh, kind of through the first wave, if you will, maybe second wave. And then, you know, we're going to see what falls out here be, before this draft.
1: Well, I look at you know the extension here, and you, you brought up my whole thing about taking the medicine. I think the Rams are actually doing a really good job at avoiding taking the medicine. <laughs> they were to wipe a lot of this dead money off the books from the girly contracts and the golf contracts and so on and so forth. And then they're able to move money around in Stafford's deal, extend them out, get things done, like they restructure Leonard Floyd's deal. And they're, they're moving all kinds of money around. Everybody keeps saying, well, this is going to be for Aaron Donald's extension. Maybe... Maybe, or maybe it's about getting somebody else to help that team. Like, they would go out there and get Allen Robinson, which we'll talk about in a minute. There's a Bobby Wagner sitting out there, and we're going to talk about that as well. There are players out there the Rams could really use, and it's not always about, hey, let's just clean the cap up. It's about making room to fill some of those gaps. Because, I mean, let's be honest, as a Super Bowl team, Super Bowl champion, great, wonderful. We're, we're so, I mean, th- I know how much it has been to all of us. Yeah, this wasn't a perfect team. We all know that. And they still have things to clean up. And they lost guys. They lost to Miller. They lost Darius Williams. Speaking of which, let's get to these guys. Hacker's gone. Corbett's gone. Darius Williams, a three-year, $39 million contract, goes over to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to start with Mike on this one, being a defensive guy, a safety guy, um, corner. And we'll also get with, with Tommy as well, also a defender. Mike, your thoughts on losing your number two corner, Darius Williams to Jacksonville for thirteen million a year.
2: Well, again, uh you're you're excited, you know, a guy can go where where he's wanted, what have you. Uh it was a little surprising, uh, because you know, a corner you need to have, you know, solid corners. He seemed to have proven himself uh pretty good. And so uh but you know, I was also here way back when, when you know we lost some good players and a guy named Jerry Gray and Leroy Irvin uh, from a corner position. And so, uh, I don't know if that's something the Rams is notoriously do. But again, these things are part of the the cap, part of the salary uh, cap era, and it just kind of happens. I, I guess I'm going to go on record, you know, for all these guys and. We can keep saying, and this is maybe from a defense perspective, oh, the quarterback is the number one person on the team. And I get you need to have a good quarterback, but last I heard, it's a team game. It's not one person. And so all these teams are going to have to figure out, yeah, you may want your quarterback to get handsomely paid, but he just can't get so handsomely paid that other guys can't get paid as well. So I'm going to get some of you guys thoughts on that.
1: You mean referring to the Stafford
2: extension? Well, it's not just the Stafford extension. It's the Stafford. It's the Aaron Rodgers. It's the Deshaun Watson. It's pretty much any quarterback who ends up starting has a decent year. You know, it was uh you know, our guy, you know, you like that now, you know, at Minnesota a couple of years ago, you know, but at the end of the day, it's still just one position. But if you're giving, you know, 60, 70, 80% of your cap to one guy, you're going to always have these casualties and you're going to always have cap
3: problems. Gotcha. Tommy, as far as quarterbacks are concerned, over the history of the NFL, the quarterback position has averaged a percentage every year, regardless of if the cap goes up or not. And I've done the math on this, monitoring it for probably the last 20 years. And the average number that a paid quarterback on any given team usually absorbs 17% of the cap. Right now, Aaron Rodgers' new contract, if the cap was two oh eight. He'd be at 21%. So for the first time in a long time, we've seen that average jump. And not just jump, but significantly, 4%. That's a lot, right? So they got to watch that because they've been really good about keeping it at 17 for a long time. People just stare at these numbers going up every year, but they're also not paying attention that, well, the cap goes up too, dude. When the cap goes up, the, the players get paid more. But the average percentage per position usually stays around the same. They have a formula that they that they work with in the NFL when it comes to positions like that. And it's been pretty steady. A lot of people don't know that. i d I've been looking at that for a long time. So yeah, but that four percent jump is a little uh unnerving at this point. So Tom, I'm gonna ask you that's called a sleight of hand.
2: Because numbers would say if you looked at the Rams roster right now, you're going to say that the Rams roster based on next year, Stafford is only taking
3: 17%. He's actually taking way less because his cap number is only $13 million. So that's way less than 17%. <laughs> for just for next year. Just for next year. And then as the cap goes up with the new TV deal and his second and third year money come in, that that percentage that he's at now will will go up and get closer to 7 in between 17 and 21. We'll try to keep it away from the 21. That's starting to get a little egregious in my opinion.
2: So, if if your calculations are correct, why are so many teams so many millions over the cap every year?
3: Because they don't know how to manage their cap. A lot of teams don't and Les and, and the guys have figured out how to crack the formula and move things around and everyone else is uh, starting to catch on. People that have worked with them in the organization over the last five or six years now work for other organizations. So that behavior will spread. These mathematicians will spread their knowledge throughout the NFL and be able to manage their caps much better. Um, A lot of these guys in these front offices are not math whizzes, okay? We all know how the NFL is, guys. There are a bunch of buddies there that their cousins get jobs, and this or that doesn't mean they're qualified. You remember watching Casino, an old cowboy dude was getting fired by Robert De Niro, and he's like, you can't fire him. He's the cousin of the the county commissioner. He's like, I don't give a damn who he is. He sucks at his job. Point is. Is that's kind of how the NFL and a lot of these leagues are. They're boys clubs. But now they're getting these whiz kids in there like Sean McVay and, and, and so on and so forth. And even now Mike McDaniel, um, who graduated from Yale, who's now the head coach of the Dolphins. Pay attention to that franchise over the next four or five years and see how they manage their cap. It's going to be interesting.
1: I look at it as, one, this is where I, I kind of get frustrated with all the, the complaining going on. You know, we haven't even gotten to the main main moves yet. Robert Woods, Vaughn Miller, Alan Robinson. We haven't, we haven't even talked about these moves yet. Yet when you're bringing up less sneak and you bring up how, you know, they've cracked the code. Yet year in and year out, when we see these guys moving and we we've been guilty of it too, and I think we hopefully we've learned enough. We've kind of we've been talking about it. They just want a super bowl. They did it without having a first-round pick, and since I think the dawn of time, I they have made moves that have, have scratched our heads over and over again. Marcus Peters and and the Jalen Ramsey trade, and I can keep. And yet, they somehow have not had a losing season in five years. They have been in two Super Bowls in the last four years. They've been there and done that. They are a Super Bowl champion. And at some point. They deserve benefit of the doubt. Will they make mistakes? Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll swear it down to two out. Well, was a bad decision. Okay, and those are going to happen from time to time. It happens in every organization. But yet, what we're seeing on social media, even from some pundits who I don't want to call out because I like them all, but it's like you've gone fanboy here. When you make all these moves, I let me just say it this way, and Tommy, tell me if I'm wrong what was the last, and Mike, you too. Tell me, was the last time you saw the Rams cut or trade somebody that the move in the end didn't work? Like either the player just was done here, or he needed to go to a different system. Because a lot, I haven't seen anybody leave that didn't, in the end, hindsight twenty twenty, didn't need to leave. Can you think of anybody? Uh,
3: one player, just one. Jonathan Franklin Myers.
1: Okay, that's how, it. How did he do this year?
3: <laughs> Everyone else kind of fell off a little bit, but he didn't. Because I, he, I mean, we drafted him and then got rid of him. With, what within less than two years? Because we drafted two uh, defensive tackles that yeah. year: Sebastian yeah. Joseph Day and John, two three named dudes. And they were both good. I, I was so confused when we got rid of Myers, man. Yeah, he had and six sacks this year. He's he's really good. But other than that, no, I agree with you. Mike?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it it it's going to be what it's gonna be. Uh but, you know, I agree in the sense that they they've done a decent job uh over the years of you know not having to do massive craziness to get under the cap, uh, which has been great. Obviously, uh, you know, with the cap going back up this year, definitely is going to go up again next year. Uh, That always helps as well. So, uh, again, at the end of the day, I'm never, never uh, disappointed about anyone getting their money because it's going to be a short run no matter how long it is. So get what you can while you can and get more than you can while you can.
1: Well, looking at right here, you got John Franklin Myers, by the way, signed an extension with the Jets in October, four years, 55 mil with 30 million. Guaranteed at six sacks. So I would say, yeah, man, he turned out just fine. Six sacks, three tackles and an interception. That's a nice season from John Franklin Myers and. Definitely could have been... God, that's about it, though. I mean, I can't... When Todd Gurley got cut, yeah, um, I'm with you. Was he cut or traded? Remind me. Was he, he was cut, right? He was released. Okay, so... And Cooks was traded, and he's done fine. He did fine in Houston, but he wasn't fitting here anymore. Um, Who else? Jared Goff. We, we had conversations ad nauseum about that. And that, and that kind of takes me where we're right here. Hecker's gone. People are upset about Hecker being gone. Von Miller signs the six-year 120, and you clarified it's really a three-year 52, which is over $17 million, and it's all guaranteed. It's over $17 million a year for three years. Were the Rams willing to pay $17 million a year guaranteed?
3: No. You can't. You can only carry about seven hefty contracts on your roster. So when they went out a few days ago and signed Allen Robinson, I was like one of these receivers has gotta is going to go, not gotta go, but is going to go and it's not cut So who is the odd man out? The only other guy that was on yeah, the contract. I'm, I'm talking
1: about Miller right now. As far as what? Three years you said you clarified three years fifty two million. That's 17 and you're guaranteed for three years, right? Yeah. Could the Rams not afford to pay him? Or because he you left, You can't pay
3: two defensive ends. You can't. It's just dumb. You can't. You can't pay two defensive ends. You can't pay uh, two tackles. You can't pay two corners. You can't pay two linebackers. You can't pay three wide receivers. It's not how the NFL works.
1: Can't do it. So do you think this is that was always going to happen? He was
3: never going to stay. I Yeah. I mean, the more I thought about it, I was like, we got Flo on the other side who already got paid. We got Aaron, and we got two defensive linemen on big contracts. We're going to have three? Uh, No, it's not going to happen. It's just not a good way to manage your cap. You can't have so much money in one position or one position group, per se. Can't do it. Mike?
2: Well, you know, uh, man, I agree. I'm just looking at some of these cap numbers right now, and it's just funny to just see the Rams, you know, the overall roster. I mean, you typically got, excuse my French, you typically have uh, probably 60% of your team that's making a million dollars or less. So, you know, can you pay the other guys the rest of it? I guess you can. Uh, you know, I know this is a free market country, but uh, and and maybe, you know, as you look at the numbers, and then that's how they're doing it. Uh, you know, you got top four, you know, Donald, Ramsey, Cup, you know, they're up there at 26 mil hit, 23, 18, 13, Dennis Rob Havinson down at nine, so uh, Yeah, it's going to be what it's going to be. And uh, I would agree that, yeah, depending on the position, are you going to have a certain amount? And, again, all these teams have a a formula where they're going to put the money. If it's a little more on the offensive side, and then it's what position it's going to be. If it's a little more on the defensive side, what's it going to be? But you can see how those things – can affect an overall let's just say defensively you know we're a little you know weak or soft on the defensive end we had to bring a guy out of retirement and eric weddle to help in the secondary so you just got to make those adjustments as you go along and hopefully they pay off like they did last year
1: i mean looking at miller and it was always gonna be tough because it's something the Rams had a ton of cash space. We knew they could move money around. We knew they could resign him if they wanted to. But in the end, you have other guys you didn't want to get, get settled and pay as well. You can only pay so many people. One thing that drove me crazy about the Miller deal was the amount of people hammering Miller for it. Why would they... like as if he owed the Rams loyalty for half a season. In the half a season, they... He got a Super Bowl, great. They got a Super Bowl.
3: They but, gave up a second and a third round pick. They traded that for the opportunity to get a Lombardi, and it worked. Simple as that.
1: And they knew so, they were getting comp. They, were, they knew they were getting comp picks as well. Yeah. So, so that helps take some of the sting off of it. You really, but what, what's the real pain here? They were going to pick last and third round anyways, outside of comp picks. So. The real thing you paid for there was your second round pick. That's the price you, you paid for it. Yeah, you ask
3: fan base of the thirty one other teams, would you trade your second and third round pick for a Super Bowl trophy the same year? Every single one of them would say yes.
1: Absolutely, i said it's it's hard to win Super Bowl. It's hard. It's, it's going to be hard to run it back. But I, was I don't twenty one the last time they won it, and I'm forty three, so you're <laughs> absolutely right. I mean, <laughs> I I don't think I, I, I it bothers me though. Well, I love our fans, I and mean, we have a lot of, of our fans, and we also have a lot of fans who really need to, to chill here, okay? Why would you hammer Vaughn Miller? He's 32, just now turning 33, and a team comes by offering 6-120 with 3-52 guaranteed, and it's a Super Bowl contender in Buffalo. And the Rams weren't going to do that. They weren't going to do that. They definitely weren't going to put 6-120 on the table, with a little 3 guaranteed, They may have come close, but you're talking about a long-term commitment from Buffalo. I'm pretty sure the Rams aren't willing to do that because the Rams know sooner or later a rebuild is coming. We all know that. How long can we hold on to this? We'll try. How long can we hold on to it? It does not make sense to me that people would hammer Von Miller for no loyalty
3: do you be this, loyal to a team you've been on for five
1: minutes? Yeah, <laughs> really, no and, and the amazing thing is when I, when I brought that up, a person told me I had the mind of a ten year old.
3: <laughs> the people that are online losing their mind on Von Miller, I guarantee most of them are under the age of twenty five, and, and if they don't. You're not, shame on you,
1: dude. And they don't understand how our sour cap works, and they don't understand emotional. it's a when business. I was in my
3: twenties, and Twitter existed, I probably would have gave Miller the fu. Okay, I probably would have, but I'm 43. I get it now, you know. So, I see a correlation on Twitter, and and we have a lot more Rams Twitter now, and uh, most of them are like 15 to 25 because they all have weird names, and their their pictures are of uh, players. And they say ratio and, and W 24-7. Like, dude, we know your kids, bro. We know you still play Halo or all those, whatever, dude. We all know your kids. I, I would hammer some of them. And then when that when Spaces came around, I remember I used to give Logan a lot of crap. And I found out he was a ninth grader. I was like, oh, my God. This is like my son, dude. He's, he, he, I could be his father. I'm like, all right, I got to back off these kids. But you don't know who they are. You don't know how old they are. You don't because they hide behind their profiles. They don't have any pictures of themselves. They don't have their real names. They're just in this world. They're probably not supposed to be on Twitter because their parents won't let them. So they have to have fake accounts. Like that's what we're dealing with right now on Ramswitter Twitter with the Super Bowl dude.
1: You know, it's exhausting. But, but some of them are grown men, <laughs> grown married men acting like fools who, uh, who they don't know they about. They don't they do know that. what they're talking about, and they need to chill. From my point of view, they need to freaking chill.
3: Relax. Yes. So that- remember I said earlier that the teams can pay about seven guys and then mm-hmm. the rest. So I looked at spot track just to take a quick peek. We have eight guys under contract that make 8 million a year or more. The drop off after eight is Joseph Nome bloom at 3.5 million. Okay. So I, it's pretty spot on right there with that. It's a, it's averages. just doing your homework over time, gathering the data to understand how to, to do this job, right? If you if you try to understand how to do this job, it will make more sense to you. But if you're just talking out of both sides and not doing your homework, well, you're gonna get emotional.
1: Well there's something else too, and Mike, you probably remember this more than than Tommy would. A couple of years ago, right before COVID hit, we were talking about the upcoming T V contract. And we were looking at the trends of the salary cap. And at the time when you and I looked at hmm, the T V contract we should be seeing, come 2022-ish, we should be seeing a, a salary cap up close to $220 million. Remember this, Mike, at least vaguely? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, it was supposed to really skyrocket. And coming off the COVID year where it went down, it did jump back up. But I was expecting at this point to be higher than it is, and I think a lot of these teams did as well. It should be, it was supposed to be. It was originally projected to be around 220 million ish this year, maybe a low of 213. But here they're at 208. That does make a 213 to that's that's a mid-level veteran right there. That's
3: a spot track. If you guys are listening, you need to update your site because you have the salary cap at 201. Come on now, let's get it together. I mean.
1: Over the you can use over the cap. Check over the cap. But um, the my my point here is is that's also a factor that really isn't being talked about yet at all. Is we did actually expect there to be more money available, especially given what kind of money these teams are making now from the broadcast rights, and it's not there yet. Maybe it's next year. Maybe it's two years away when they finally make that big jump. But it, the jump should be a little bit bigger at this point, and it, it didn't happen. Um, that brings us to Robert Woods, Bobby Trees. And I, I was, I wasn't surprised at the reaction to it. Talking to several folks, older and younger, who were not happy about it. But at least the older ones seemed to be uh, more understanding. This is a business. Bobby Trees had a nice contract, a, a nice puffy contract. We get Alan Robinsons out there, and they make the move. They go sign Alan Robinson, and a few days later, you start hearing that Robert Woods is off to Tennessee for a six-round pick. And folks are upset, it's only a six-round pick? Really? Only a six-round pick? It's a salary dump. That's what it is. It's a Why are people upset? You should get more than a six-round pick? Maybe. It's a salary dump. Tommy, your thoughts? Well, initially, I mean,
3: like I said earlier, we signed Robinson and someone had to go. And the obvious choice on paper was Bobby because of his cab number. Um, He's one of my favorite players in the league. He went to USC. He's from SoCal, so am I. Um, Yeah, man, it hurts, but it's a business, you know. And once they signed the other receiver, the writing was on the wall. And we won the Super Bowl with Cooper Cup and a bunch of dudes. As soon as Odell went down, I, mean, I was at the game. As soon as Odell went down, I looked over at Drew and I was like, hey, man, now I'm nervous. I mean, I walked into that building like, we're getting this W. I don't care what the final score is, getting the dub. But when Odell went down and we were already minus Robert and it was just Cooper Cup and a bunch of guys, it was like, watch, it. on offense for me, it was like, this is like preseason, dude. <laughs> but we have our starting quarterback and there's a bunch of guys out there that you know Bryce Hopkins and all these guys who haven't even seen the field he's been in the league for a few years now and they finally they finally tried him out in you know in the playoffs in one of the biggest games of of everyone's lives and I was just like no way dude I mean on the other side of the ball you got three superstar wide receivers on the Bengals and we had one yeah it was scary but getting back to it um it was emotional because I think he represents L.A., the franchise, the the community, everything about it. He was, I believe, he was our first free agent signing when Sean McVay. It was either him or Witt. I can't remember which one came first. But, yeah, they were, both of those guys are cornerstones of this, of this reinvention of our franchise. So, yeah, it hurt. It, I mean, we lost both of them in the same offseason, too. So, it's a little rough. But I get it. I get it. I just, you know, it's a bummer.
1: Mike, your thoughts?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, when he came back, it was a big, big deal. Uh, SoCal guy come back to SoCal. Obviously, you know, his work ethic, his, his, uh, the way he plays and his ability to make plays and just, uh, play with that fire that you want, you know, players to play with, you know, go out there and leave it on the field. He was one of those guys. Uh, You know, but unfortunately, again, these are the things that happen. Uh, And I think we talk about all the time that we're not in the meeting rooms. We're kind of standing out here going, oh, man, you know, we're looking at this and looking at that. But they're looking at the reports. They're looking at the rehab schedule. They're looking at uh, all the things, you know, how's the guy's is his attitude still intact? You know, how's it impacting the team? And then, because of the business side of it, there's no love loss between a player in any organization. Go down the list. When Tom Brady left, did you see Bruce Arians crying? No. He's like, man, we, we got a guy right here. And now Tom is back. But every guy that plays, no matter how great and how loved they are, when they leave, <laughs> it's like... uh you know what have you done for me lately? So uh, I, I'm I'm in agreement with you guys. I'm glad this this dude, uh, Big Woods, got his money. He got a chance to at least have some input put on where he was going. You know that's always cool. Uh, but I'm sure you know he would love to stay here and in, in his backyard and, and finish some things up. But we'll see what next man up has to do. But I'm going to go on record. There's a guy on the team named Warren Jackson, coached him in high school. This dude can play. He's not going to be a guy that's going to run by people. But when I saw this kid in high school go up over six guys in the end of a game to put us into overtime, and this dude can catch anything within any 6'6", six, six, uh, he's going to be a guy that's going to probably put some guys off the team. Warren Jackson. Just keep that name in mind.
1: All right. Warren Jackson, you got it. You got it. For Robert Woods, I just want to lay this out there, too, as well. We knew – we saw all these folks on on social media talking about, look at what the Rams receivers next year. They're they're four wide. Look at how they're going to sit. And I'm thinking about Van Jefferson, and they drafted him – as a guy who would be part of their future here versus a Robert Woods? Because I don't think there's any way you keep them all, right? We, we all obviously they didn't keep them all. So do you want to keep your lower paid guy who has a whole career ahead of him or Robert Woods coming off an ACL? Who And, and, and some people aren't, aren't going to let me saying this. And, and slap me down if you think I'm wrong. But when I look at Cooper Cup and I look at Robert Woods, I see a lot of the same player. I see a lot of the same player. What do they do? They're great route runners. They are prime targets in the field. They will always be a catch free. They always will be there. And in my view, at this point, Cooper Cup is a little bit better as a receiver, given that you have a guy like Alan Robinson out there who's a different receiver. And you, if there's a complaint that I have about the Rams' receivers the last two years, for the most part, they've been a lot of the same, a lot of the same type. Possession receivers—you don't get a whole lot of deep deep gains out of them. If you're going to go deep, it's going to be through your yards after catch, like a, what Cooper Cup does. You needed somebody different to add a dynamic to that offense that hasn't been there. There's a reason why this offense has not been number one in the league. They don't have—they didn't have a whole lot of dynamic differences in their receiving core. So it makes sense to me when you have a carbon copy, but who's probably a little bit better at this point, Cooper Cup. You gotta let Robert go. As much as we love Robert, and, and Robert, we, this guy helped change the culture of the Rams. Team. This Rams team was horrid for a decade. He helped change that culture. Guy was a leader. The guy, the, I mean, the guy is loved in that locker room. But it was time, unfortunately. And again, they won the Super Bowl without him on the field. He was on the sideline, but he, he was not on the field. And one last thing to John, uh, Johnny M. Um, Tom, you mentioned it. Uh, I saw there were a lot of folks who had met who said they did Robert Woods wrong. I disagree, and you disagree as well. What did the Rams do for Robert Woods? Well, for one,
3: they let him pick where he wanted to go, and number two, with that trade between us and the other team, he's going to get the full amount of money that we they were going to pay him anyway. So, how did he get done dirty other than having to play for a different team? Not sure. I think they did a pretty good job of taking care of their men.
1: <sighs> they did it too.
3: That's like it, a retirement package, if you think about it, because he's retiring from the Rams. He's going to another team. So they gave him his severance, and boy, was that – that was awesome. They didn't have
1: to do that, man, but they they're, did. They're going so, to a team so, that is a, still a contender, by the way. Yeah, dude. They're a playoff team. Like,
3: dude – they didn't do them dirty at all. They actually took care of them. You know? They did. And you made a well, really good point right now, Derek. You made a really good point about the carbon copies of the receivers. We had two receivers that play similar styles. You got to have the big body guy. You got to have the possession you know, brainiac guy like Cooper Cup, and you need the speedy guy. So to, to have a mixture of different type of weapons, I agree. That was a good point. Go ahead, Mike.
2: My- I was going to say one of the things uh, that may even be something that that further Robert's uh, career down the road is he's actually going to a team uh, that's running the ball a lot. So when you're talking about a guy, you know, not having to take as many hits now, his obviously probably his per per reception, he's not gonna maybe make a bunch of bonuses hitting his numbers receiving wise. But when you're just talking about the actual physicality of the game, coming off an injury, you know, that's something that's probably going to get overlooked is he's not going to have to take a whole lot of punishment playing with the Tennessee Titans who are going to be
3: pretty much a run dominant team. And he's a great blocker. So there you go, right? It works for everyone. He'll be at home Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I agree with Tommy. I mean, I'm sure if he had to pick and and if they actually let him, you know, pick that because it sounds like they didn't get a whole lot in return. So that makes sense that they probably said, hey, man, we're going to, you know, do you justice and do you right. And again, we have this thing in the business world that you talk about, you know, building. Uh, certain good graces and community and things like that, and so the Rams, in this case, they they seem to have been doing that since they got back to California, is to try to continue to build this community uh, in a way that that you do it the right way, and it
3: just it just bodes well for business. Yeah, but, man. I just I, I still can't I can't see how anyone says they did him dirty and, and oh we only got a six round pick well that's because they let him pick the team do you think if they went to the highest bidder that's these, the, the people that are upset they're not asking themselves these common sense questions okay if, if, if you think all the rest of the teams in the NFL a six round pick was the only thing you could get for Robert Woods you're out of your damn mind there are teams in the league that probably would have gave a second or third for him. Okay. Probably a third. I know a third. But he well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if someone gave a second. Look at somebody just gave, you know, Christian Kirk almost a hundred million dollars in Jacksonville. You wonder why that franchise can't get right. You're playing a slot receiver that much money. I mean, someone's your my point is is you can fleece you can fleece somebody. Obviously, the sixth-round pick showed that they didn't fleece anybody. They let him go where he wanted to go, and they were happy with what they got in return. And I'm sure they, you know, I'm sure the Rams would have been okay with accepting no draft pick if, hey, you just take his salary-type deal. You know, either way, Robert Woods got taken care of financially, and I'm glad that they did that. He, he, He deserved that
2: and and what you're pointing out both of you guys are pointing out ultimately again we're talking about the salary cap okay the salary cap isn't unlimited money money all off season it's kind of like you got to get the guys while you can and make the deals while you can you keep waiting like oh we're gonna wait for something else wait for something else you're gonna end up getting you know stuck and obviously they had a time constraint because i believe his bonus was going to hit today wasn't it it was coming yeah so that being the case you know i think it worked for everyone in the sense of the timing let that man go early in the free agency somewhat early in this first wave where that's where most of the money is going to get eaten up in this first wave so uh, in that sense, yeah, I don't, you know, I didn't really see and maybe I wasn't on there enough to to see all those, the you know, you got over, but uh, I know from a player standpoint, if you can get your money, not like me having to take a pay cut my last year, you're going like, wait a minute, man, I worked 10 years for this. Oh, I got to take a pay cut, you know, whatever. But if you got a chance to, again, I mean, eight, mil- eight million, we talk about this type of money and it's like, you know how much money eight million dollars is.
1: <laughs> that's that's a lot of cash. You, well, he pointed that's at, a lot of cash. He pointed out earlier. You know, time point out there's, there's what eight players who make eight million or more. Eight that right? Exactly eight. Yep. I mean, how many can you get?
3: Exactly. You get? There's a there's a cap on how many players you can pay. So. Smart teams will spread that out through different position groups, right? You you don't want to be like Seattle and pay two safeties. (laughs) I can't believe they did that. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, are you kidding me? You put that much of your cap into the same position? Yeah, that. Let's see how that works out for you, buddy.
1: You know, I, I honestly do think that the folks who are flipping out about this, I get it. It's emotional. But it's a business. It's a business both ways, by the way. And the Rams have taken some heat in past years with, with Todd Gurley, with Jared Goff, for how they handled people leaving. However, with Robert Woods, they sent him, if they, if they had made the call to, to move him, at least they sent him somewhere he wanted to be. And it wouldn't, be surprised, it wouldn't surprise me at all if one day, when the time comes, we hear that he retired as a Ram that he came back signed to retire as a Ram. He should be a Ram. But you got to do what you got to do when you try to win Super Bowl. Again, the Rams aren't in the business of winning Super Bowls. They know the window is, is not going to be open for long. And that means sometimes you make tough decisions. This is how things are in the business world. You have to make the tough calls even when you don't want to make them. That's the bottom line. And if you can't make those tough calls, you don't win. You just... Won't win. Speaking of tough know, calls, they, they may. You know,
3: they they learned by paying. You know, you're seeing teams that pay running backs. You know, look at Dallas right now. <laughs> look at look at Zeke's cap number. Yeah, don't pay no, you don't pay running backs anymore, dude. They just you don't. I mean, you okay. think Cam Makers is going to get an extension from us when he's done? I don't know, man. And he's really good too. <laughs> you know, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, the Rams have never paid a safety, and not in my lifetime as a fan. They've never extended a safety. So if you get drafted by the Rams as a safety, play well on your rookie contract and go get your money somewhere else, just like JJ did, and just like Anna Marchalette and everybody else and Rodney McClown, and the, the list will go on and go on forever. Some teams just don't pay certain positions. Just
1: the way it is. I mean, that's... How it's always been. That's actually why it's really surprised to me be the Bengals not the Super Bowl. It's because that organization has been cheap for years, for years, and finally they figured out. Okay, we have to spend some money now, and look how long it took to get back. About time you figured it out. One yeah, last well, thing been, here. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. They've
3: been drafting well. That's why they're there. Let's be honest. Well, I've been watching and their draft over the last three
1: seasons, and I've given them like an either an A or a B. Sure, A, B, and they made some smart free agency calls, and that was one of the big things. They wouldn't sign free agents at all. Now they now they're willing to, so that changed the whole thing for them as well. Yep. All right, one last thing, the big one: Deshaun Watson being traded from Houston to Cleveland. Three first round picks involved, as well as I believe a fourth round, the third rounder, third or fourth rounder going to to Houston. The Browns get a sixth rounder back, or for the round, I forget. The you know, I forget. It's, it's getting late. Um, Point is, huge change. The contract extension for Deshaun Watson is all guaranteed. Holy moly. All guaranteed. $230 million guaranteed. Um, hmm. Thoughts? (laughs) Thoughts? Anyone want to go with this? Again,
2: that's a lot of dough, man. That is a lot of dough. You know, but they did get you know Amari Cooper coming as well, signed Jacoby Brissett. But you could see the TVs if you looked at them or read them. Uh, Baker Mayfield on the you know Twitter world or whatever he's on Instagramming and you know saying his goodbyes <laughs> before this deal went down because they actually said this deal was done and was you know blown up and then the next thing you know he was supposed to be going to ATL Atlanta. And then this thing comes roaring right back and get all guaranteed. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you can help me out, Tom. How, how does a guy, you know, get guaranteed money to that degree when you still got a lot of things that are unsettled?
3: Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. It's the Browns. <laughs> they made a movie about that franchise it's called Draft Day. Right. Mm-hmm. um <laughs> true <laughs> true it's the browns, I it. the I browns are gonna browns week. now now i i i thought the browns were a super bowl contender with with baker mayfield and i think baker mayfield stinks that just goes to show how much i think of that roster as a whole in their draft class over the last three seasons and free agent signings they've done a fantastic job in my opinion and going out and getting a quarterback. A, a top five quarterback, in my opinion, I mean they're swinging it's they're swinging, but two thirty guaranteed that's like forty six million a year right was it a five year deal something like mm-hmm. that yeah forty six so that's around twenty one point something percent of the cap. What did I talk about earlier, guys? Keep it around seventeen, you'll be all right yeah. for the first time in history. We got a couple quarterbacks that have breached that seventeen percent of the cap margin um yeah. That's getting a little dangerous, in
1: my opinion. Huh. You better draft well, is my point. Yeah, but also forget the cap will jump this couple of years.
3: It will, and, and the, percentage the will cap shift. goes the, that lower. That, yeah, exactly. So if he's still three years from now, his percentage will probably be uh, in between you know, 17, 18, maybe even 16, So depending on how much it jumps. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. But for now, it's 21. Mike,
1: your thoughts?
2: Yeah, man, it's 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 crazy, man. I'm I'm looking at it now. Uh you know, Baker Mayfield's still on it for almost eight point six and then uh I mean eight point six percent of the cap, Deshaun Watson is coming in at four point six, but those numbers can't be right, but maybe they are. And so yeah, I just, you know, again, I said it earlier, hey, get your money while you can and get more money when you can. And if you can get the money and you can get it guaranteed, hey, more power to you. Uh, just a bit surprised, again, based on, you know, again, the alleged incidences and things like that. You know, you got two two worlds you know people say man never heard anything you know even going back to college then other people say no this thing was kind of going on since then but uh it'll just be interesting to see how you know again the locker room visiting teams won't be too big but uh but obviously they sat down the owners and everyone else all the teams because wasn't just Cleveland was after them. I mean this, this dude was gonna get paid so uh he must have come across or they must have as they say proverbial smoking guns that prove innocence or something because typically teams usually would wait unless they said man forget it we're gonna we're gonna roll the dice and grab this kid I don't know what you th- what do you think about it Derek
1: I'm looking at I, I can't, I, mean, I keep going back and going 22 women raise accusations against them that's my thought and the bigger thought for me is um, the bigger thought for me is even though there's no criminal charges with it there's no there's nothing criminally pending what will the you know, what will they do? What will the NFL do with this? That's what I'm wondering. I mean, because... I'm a firm believer in innocent until proven guilty. In the court of law, of course, pretty much anywhere. I mean, you have, we don't know anything about that story at all, but yet we could see this guy get suspended and the Browns go, go pay him a bunch of money, guaranteed. It seems kind of... It seems kind of iffy to me. Um, it does. It seems kind of iffy to me. Tommy, help me out here because I'm struggling to one that one.
3: <laughs> you do not want me to talk about the other side of what's going on with Deshaun Watson. You do. This is not for this program. This is for Rams Uncensored for sure. Oh, <laughs> you do not want to hear what I have to say. Trust me. And oh. it's not. It's not bad. But I have a lot of, you know. Advice for this young man, uh, jokingly that the mistakes that he made in all those situations was moronic and in- insanely disrespectful. Okay, uh, he, he, he <laughs> what he did, and I read the transcripts today. By the way, I oh. found it on I found it on Twitter. Somebody. Put it in the tweets where Cleveland Browns announced uh, Deshaun Watson as a quarterback. And I scrolled down, was reading through the comments, and somebody posted. I read the whole thing. All 22 situations were very similar in a sense where, you know, he. Listen, I'm just going to say this there's two types of massage parlors or massage people in the world. Some are in the Red Light District in Amsterdam and all over Southern California and everywhere else. And then there's the the legit ones. That's all I'm going to say. So if you're going to be a moron, well, stay away from the legit ones because they're not about that life, you dummy. (laughs) (laughs) It's that simple. I mean... Oh, That's why okay. he, I well, it's,
2: it's he so you didn't it's, want me to get into this. You know what I mean? To it's so to- interesting because Derek, you're talking about what's the league going to do. Remember, just look at the history of the league. You know, it's somewhat of you know what you don't see is just hey, it's just pure speculation. The thing that happened with some of the other guys that, that kinda went down and lost careers and or got suspended, you know, there was video evidence. Right now you just kinda have uh you know hearsay unless, you know, one of these individuals uh, you know, produces some video evidence and there may be some out there, but I would imagine the Browns and the rest of the teams that were looking to sign uh Deshaun that they would have, uh, you know, they've done their due diligence, I would think. Now, you know, again, we've seen some organizations go, oh, you guys didn't even really look. You just took people's word for it. Man, that's on you. Uh, so I, I just have to believe for them paying out that type of money, they must have, have a strong signal from the lead that this guy is not going to be suspended. Or if he is suspended, it's not going to be something that's too lengthy that they can't use his services to try to help them win, I- I'm assuming, a, a Super Bowl.
3: Dude, you nailed it. They would not give him $231 million unless they knew he wasn't going to get suspended for any long period of time. First of all, and I think Deshaun Watson is a pig. Let's just say that, okay? But if I was Deshaun Watson, I'd be like, time served. What the hell are we talking about here? I already missed a year. Uh-uh, we are not having this. If I was him, that's what I would say to the league. Well, well, I already missed a year. What are you talking about suspension? You already suspended me when I was going through my court proceedings. So you said I was guilty before innocent. You really want to have this conversation in the NFL? You really do? That's what I would say if I was him. But having, And I'm just using it as a smart tactic to defend my, myself if I was in his shoes. Well, but you're hitting on some truth, though, Tommy. I mean, It if is. It's,
2: Time if, served, yeah. If the innocence is your trial until Your time, proving sir. you're guilty if you're technically not proven except public opinion and transcripts as you said uh, then the league they're going to co- somewhat have hands tied or now maybe oh you guys going to keep me out another year when there's nothing in well guess what I'm going to now sue you Goodell, and whoever else and you know you got some precedence of you know too much power in one guy's hand so, uh, but I just strongly believe for this this guy to get guaranteed money at that level, they they must know a whole lot that we don't know.
3: Oh, they do. That is allowing
2: them to say, "No, we're okay. going to make this move because, I mean, again, the deal yeah. was supposed to be dead."
1: The Browns were willing to alienate Baker Mayfield to go talk to this guy. Yep. Oh, they're willing. Are. Yeah, they are willing to go ahead and. I mean, and by the way, I know a lot of folks are kind of upset at how the Browns did this, but. I'm here in Northeast Ohio. And I've seen, you know, Baker Mayfield's been funny. Like, I remember going to a game a couple years ago, Indians game, back when they were the Indians, against the Angels, and the dude shotgunned a beer from his, from his straight shotgunned it from his suite. Fans loved it. But you know what? Coaches don't love that crap. Coaches want you at some point to grow up. You're the quarterback of a team. You need to act like it. And on one hand... Baker Mayfield has a lot of good things going for him, has um, a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent there. The dude played hurt all year last year, and people forget about that fact that he played hurt with a torn labrum last year. However, he's emotional, over emotional, like immature. And at this point, when you're the Browns and you have a stacked roster and you are so close, and yet the AFC is getting tougher, by the way, Buffalo's better. Other teams, look at the AFC West right now. They're all better.
3: Dude, that whole
1: conference it's is stacked.
3: A lot years better than the NFC's trash compared to the AFC right now, dude.
1: It's stacked. It's absolute trash. So the Browns, in my view, had to make that call because Baker's just not mature enough to handle it. A, and B, when you have a Watson, and that's what you need right now. All you need is a quarterback. OBJ would have lasted in Cleveland if he had a quarterback who he trusted.
3: Yeah, of course.
1: Okay. And I know the, the Browns, I defended a little bit. The Browns run a run offense. It doesn't mean, it does not mean in any way at all that you can't throw a football. So what the heck happened? He's just
3: not the accurate quarterback.
1: He's not. And I wonder how Jarvis, Jarvis Landry's feeling right now.
3: Jarvis Landry's actually trying to re-sign with him right now. So, hey,
2: DC, real <laughs> quick though, real quick, since you're in the backyard, what was the the take on this guy, Baker, uh being how was he as far as a teammate? We've had some some guys come out and say, Yeah, that guy's trash. He's not the best, so on and so forth. What 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 was the latest or what have you heard the latest as him Hi. far as you know, did he have a split locker room? Some were with him, some weren't. Or you know, what was that about?
1: I think you. I think it was. I don't think he had a problem with them. I don't think they had a problem with it at all. I, I don't think that. I just it goes back to what I said. I think he was immature, and he needed to grow up some more. Listen, they he, they don't go to the playoffs the year before if he wasn't a decent leader. They, they don't. They don't. They had a horrible defense. It was on him. It's just that. He was too inconsistent, and when he faced adversity this adverse this year, he didn't heal it the best. and And that's just not going to win over a locker room overall. I don't think they had a problem with him, but he just needed to grow up. and And he may have a great future elsewhere if he can just grow up. He's not many people compared him to Johnny Manziel. He's not. He's he's much more talented than Johnny Manziel was. But the one thing they had in common: immature but not, you know, grow up. Dude, when you've been handed
3: things your whole life, the way a lot of these quarterbacks grow up since they were little kids so the time they get drafted in the NFL, like they've never seen adversity in their lives, a lot of them. Okay? They haven't. You know, and then when they get to the league, they find out this is the real world, and this is what it's like when, when everyone's not spoon-feeding everything to you. You find out what you're really made of, you know? All right. Well, yeah, it is time and, for us to go.
2: So, I know you got to hit that. Now, uh, isn't there Coach Stavansky? Stavansky. Yeah. 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 So I'm sure there, there, there has something that had to do with that as well. So, you know, hey, who do you want, Coach? Hey, man, get me that guy. Because, you know, Baker ended up, you know, requesting a trade. So, anyway that's all i have to say
3: yeah i mean i don't blame him if 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 i was the quarterback of a team and some i and i and someone was you know everyone's saying "Oh, they're looking at this guy i'd be like well i'm out then man obviously you don't want me i'm out of here i'd rather one man's trash is another man's treasure let's go get me out of here dude i don't want to be where i'm not wanted that's for damn sure you know you guys want to hear something funny Go for it. Uh, Deshaun Watson's cap number right now is $10 million for this year. But after that, 54 54 54 54 Why they better win the Super Bowl this year, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all better get that, Joey, this year because that, 54 <laughs> That's a lot more than 20
1: <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully they uh... – you know, like hopefully, they have some stuff built in the Rams to do a good job about building stuff in the contracts to restructure. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, they can yeah, do they it.
3: can lengthen the deal after a year or two. They can restructure it for sure if they want to extend them and everything goes well on and off the field for him. They can redo it, but it's just I just looking at it right now and just made me chuckle. It's hilarious.
1: That's a lot of money, dude. Yeah, it's a ton of money. All right, it is time <laughs> for us to go. So. We're glad to be back. We'll be back throughout the, throughout the entire offseason. The draft's coming soon. I mean, if the Rams actually pick, we hope they do. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter, at Ranch. You can follow Mike on Twitter at 1-23. One, at to Tommy's at Ram RamTommyNLA. And there's me, DC Apollo. Until next time, hopefully everybody calms down. Best wishes to Bobby Trees. Welcome Alan Robinson. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.